you gonna call, Randos? Fandom at Random. I was gonna say Ghostbusters. That works too. Fuck them. Yeah, that's true. We're better. <laughs> Which Ghostbusters though? Ah, uh, that's yeah. Uh, the all-female cast Ghostbusters. All right, good. Let's we're give in, them a ring. We're in good hands then. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Randos, into Fandom at Random, the pop culture podcast that covers all fandoms at random. I am Ed. I am Brian. Is my heterosexual life mate, Brian, and cohort. Sometimes almost. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he swings both ways, but yeah, so we'll talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. But, anyways, welcome back in. We are glad to have you back. And Fandom Fright Fest, it continues. Choo choo, the Fright Fest train. So spooky. And what's spookier than ghosts? Can you really have a Fright Fest without ghosts? Ghosts, spirits, and phantoms, and all weird, creepy things. That's what we're talking about today. And yeah, man, yeah. I'm I'm excited. We're talking about our top 10 ghost movies. I just want to say I claim no negative energy from this podcast we're about to do, because that's a popular thing online. You can catch it from a phone now. So. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Um, I love me a ghost story. I am all about supernatural horror. I think it's way scarier. And some of the movies on here, if you haven't seen them. So I think we should keep it spoiler free. Yeah. Well, for the most part, for like the big ones we'll talk about. Yeah. And there, there's going to be some on this list that you've definitely heard of, but hopefully there's a couple on this list. You're like, you know what? I haven't, I haven't really heard of that. I want to check that out. Yeah. And I think we've got a, a few of those. Uh, there was a few I'm not even familiar with that obviously Brian having the horror background. He's good. He got a couple in. I got a couple of the kind of tee it up and, you know, the, the obvious ones. Yeah. We'll put it that way. But yeah. they're ones you'll be able to relate to. Yeah. They're all these but goodies. All right. So we're going to kick things right off here? Yeah. Let's do it. I like it. I like it. What are we starting off with at 10? We're going to start at 10 and work our way down. One of the most cursed movies to ever grace the screen, Poltergeist. And we actually talked about this movie before on a previous podcast. We, we talked about our, I believe it was our top 10 actual cursed movies. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, go back and check it out. But we talked about how the little actress Heather O'Rourke died and the Indian burial ground that they fucking... Deep, uh, dug up a, a lot of cool shit but it's got an interesting background yeah luckily that's not the only interesting thing about it this movie is really good really scary and um i think it still holds up today yeah and i you know a lot of i think a lot of these films do and before we like delve too far in i i kind of glossed over like you were mentioning you know, uh, ghost films and the paranormal and how it's always kind of scarier. Yeah. And I think that's because, like, almost suspension of disbelief where we watch, like, when we watch things like, you know, zombie films and vampire films, we know that's not real. But there is a very large contingency of people out there to this day that claim that the afterlife and ghosts are real. Yeah. So I think, I think a part of our brains, like, when we're consuming this content, we're kind of like, oh, shit, like... Maybe to a degree this could happen, and it's a bit more believable, and I think that makes it scarier. So it's funny you mention this because I've been having this conversation in my head for a while, and um, I was thinking about with, with doing your, with yourself, yeah, or? with myself, and I was thinking about doing a ticky talk video about it. Um, but my court appointed therapist tells me I'm a control freak, so let me just begin with that, right? And I think I'm more scared of Supernatural because in a slasher or a zombie movie or something like that, my toxic trait is thinking I could kill the slasher or kill all the zombies because sure. I have some 
minute control in the situation. Yeah, and you have knowledge of you yeah. know, how to take them out, the exactly. weaknesses. But in a supernatural film, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, or which isn't a ghost film, we're not using that one, you're sleeping, man, and you can only do so much in your sleep. That shit's fucking freaky to me. Like not, sleep not, paralysis, shit like that. No, thank you. Not unless you're in Dream Warriors, yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. Fight back, Freddy. And we all know Dream Warriors isn't the real thing. The first one is when you have no power. True. in his world so nope. yeah in my mind because i have just a tiny bit of control in realistic or real realish horror movies supernatural will always scare me more so number 10 poltergeist great yeah. great freaky ghost film definitely if you haven't seen it go check it out come this to the light <laughs> Caroline. go to the light <laughs> this next one though number nine so oh, I, I've seen parts of this, and it freaked me the you hell. Did? I have, wow. yeah. It's a paranormal activity. All right, yeah. So this kind of like started almost its own subgenre. That's what I was going to say. So arguably, Blair Witch started the subgenre. This actually opened it up to the fucking tidal wave of movies we got afterwards. What they did on the budget with what they had and the fear that they made. This was back really like they could say something was a true story and you still could maybe believe it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, possibly. So I went into the theater to watch this movie and I was like, if this is real, I'm shitting myself. <laughs> like, um, obviously it's not. And we know when something's real nowadays. So it wouldn't work as well in a day like today. But back then, the effects, the found footage aspect even the acting all of it tied together to make one of the creepiest theater experiences i've ever had now i will say like the the found footage genre which, which you mentioned just exploded after blair witch and yeah. this film as well it plays very well to paranormal yeah usually usually when it's a found footage film it seems to be more so oriented towards ghosts spirits something like that there's yeah. there's not too much other found footage that's like an actual tactile like real monster per se there's some there are some and there's and even some like cloverfield and yeah, things like that and there's but. not huge blockbusters but if you dig you can find them but you're right they're like you need to be a horror fan or have heard from somebody about them but no i mean this was more than a ghost story but it was terrifying nonetheless well, speaking of you saying if you dig that brings us to number eight on the list stir of echoes if you gotta you, you gotta dig, keep they digging will come the six degrees of kevin bacon kevin bacon's best role maybe no that might go to whitewater uh, rapids he's got yeah he's got a lot of good flicks yeah. it's tremors man come yeah. on yeah it's tremors <laughs> uh this one dude is one of my fan favorites like i know this one freaked me out. I don't know a person who doesn't like this movie. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people who haven't even seen it, but I don't know a person who has seen this movie and said it wasn't scary. It opens up with a dialogue from a fucking child. And what you don't realize right off the bat is that he's talking to a ghost into the camera. Yeah. And that's creep factor right in the first 30 seconds of the movie. And then it just gets worse and worse. Jump scares, they use sparingly, but brilliantly. And the story was amazing. I don't want to spoil it because if you haven't seen it, you need to. Yeah, and it was it was really cool too. It, you know, a little bit of like the Shining vibes too, where 
you know, his uh, mm. his son is yes. again not to spoil he's too much, but medium. He's, yeah, he's got a bit more of the shine on yeah. him. You want <laughs> right. to say? You got a little bit of shine, like I like to say. Yeah, uh, and the kid was half the reason the movie was creepy too. He was just he was did a good job, and Kevin Bacon diving into madness throughout the film. Yeah. Yeah, it's a okay. It was a great fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. All right, number seven, Brian. <laughs> what do we got at number seven here? <laughs> it looks like I made a mistake. Yeah, he, Brian made a little bit of a mistake on the show doc here. So here we go, right off the bat, my fucking territory here, the Blair Witch Project. That's okay, what I, that's what I put right there. Speaking of found footage. <laughs> so it's not paranormal activity yet again. No. <laughs> I can see why you made that mistake, though, because, yeah. again, it was kind of the, I don't want to say successor, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about Blair Witch. Thinking about found footage that came up. Blair, Blair Witch is the one that blew up the found footage. Paranormal genre. activity, I am convinced, would not uh, exist without the Blair Witch Project. And. Anyone who's our age or younger maybe knows about the story when it came out. The actors were hidden. This was totally a true story. None of them were found. This was real footage we were watching. Like even IMDb back then didn't list them. They all listed them as missing. I mean, this was this was marketing. Like, this was, was viral marketing before like genius, viral dude. marketing was yeah. at least nowadays a thing. Exactly. And back then I hated this movie. Not even gonna lie. Didn't scare me at all. I recently watched it last year and something clicked for me and I was like, this movie is fucking genius and actually scared me more as an adult than it did as a kid. The pure terror on the actors' faces and the, again, why I love found footage so much, it adds a layer of fear that not regular movies can reach, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because I mean, you almost feel like you're either the one holding the camera yeah or you know when you have that the way they shoot it you really it's much more intimate you feel like you're actually yep. there with them and reacting to what they're reacting to feels like you can taste the snot coming out of her nose oh, like yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so scared i'm so scared right now <laughs> but there's no denying what they did again with uh the found footage subgenre was brilliant and i remember like this film came out and this was still like this was still early internet yeah like when when this film 99 i think yeah yeah, yeah when when it when it blasted off and i remember people talking about it and there were people like going to theaters and actually getting motion sickness having to leave the movie because yeah. the way like right. the camera was all that is a downfall of it if you get motion sickness if you get headaches like me it can do that to you but it's worth it the ending kind of sucked, but uh, yeah. All right. It, it deserves to be on a ghost story list. Number six, the scariest movie we have on this list. Yes, sir. Casper. The, the Friendly Ghost. The Friendly Ghost. Yep. So this was obviously the live action Casper uh, that came out starring Christina Ricci. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, had it, he had, <laughs> yeah she is... Uh, Sorry. Jeez. Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you going you to lift the table over there a little bit? Uh, no, because she was a child back then. But Devin Sawa, Christina Ricci. To Christina Ricci now, man. Oh, man. Uh -huh. She's still uh, she's uh -huh. looking good. Uh -huh. You see that Morticia picture? I did. Hello. <laughs> oh, I wish they would do that, too. Yeah, me too. But we digress. She's in the new uh, Wednesday 
Yes, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday series. coming out. Yep. We're going to have to do a review on that because I think <laughs> yeah. there's going to be some hit and miss and maybe a lot of miss. Unfortunately, probably miss. But, but uh, this this movie. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lighthearted kind of, you know, feel-good film. It's not spooky or scary. No. But no. It, does, it tugs at the heartstrings at the it, end, too. It does. Too. It's sad at the end. And the three brothers give it enough of a creep factor and like the the atmosphere of the movie oh, his, gives uh, it a his, good, un- his uncles his uncles yeah um, was it two or three the fat one the skinny one yeah maybe it was i think two. it's two i think yeah. it's two it's two crazy uncles. yeah but it gave it enough of a halloween feel that it's an instant classic when you want to watch it you know yeah and like you said it's sad at the end the only part that ever scared me was the automatic shaver i just remember thinking like i would not want to get my neck cut open by that thing Mm. the little assembly thing but yeah it you know for what was a kid's movie by the end i don't want to spoil anything but you know it it really did delve into like some deep shit yes it did and like you know what it means to like pass on and how like you know the memories change and then to uh, to try to come back and kind of tearing up over here yeah it it got into some deep shit so uh casper did Casper the Friendly Ghost had to be on here. <clears throat> All right, this is one you you said had to be on. Here. Yeah, number you, five. You want to <laughs> you want to talk about tearing at the heartstrings, right? The orphanage. Uh, first of all, it's a, not an American film, so you may not have heard of it as much as these other ones. I promise you, it's one of the scariest modern ghost stories I've ever seen. And if you have children and are sensitive about movies with children, you may want to avoid it. That's a trigger warning. Yeah. Uh, It's fucking, it's a tragic ghost tale. And I won't say much about anything, just that it, the atmosphere, the creep factor, the jump scares, and the sadness you feel at the end is an experience in and of, of itself, but it's heavy. It's really heavy. Guillermo del Toro. He oh, knows how to do it, dude. Of course it's Guillermo yep, del Toro. He knows how to do it. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'll I'll try to check it out. I mean, it, on, on yeah. a scary, is it more depressing than scary? Or is it, does it have like jump scares and shit? Oh, it's scary. Okay. Yeah, it's scary. It scared me. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it really relies on the tragedy as well, too, I would say. Yeah. But it would be awesome if you checked it out because then I could talk to you about it. <laughs> Nah, I might have to. I might have to nut up or shut up and check yeah, it out. Yeah, dude. Let's talk about number four, the Changeling. Yep, another one, the Changeling, a classic ghost story that is not talked about enough outside of the horror inner circles. This should be a study on how less is more, and you can get the same, if not scarier, reaction from people by just using your environment, uh, dialogue and the score to bring about the tension you feel in your body when watching a movie because not a lot happens in this it's just things moving here sounds there but the acting from i wish i knew the main actor's name again john c not riley john c riley but it it all effectively raises the creep level to a 10 and it still holds up to this day and again Ghost stories, man, they're tragic. Like nine times out of ten. Two rules I noticed making this list. One, 
George C. Scott. George C. Scott from playing Exorcist John Russell. Three. Yeah, and then uh, he played in this. Rule number 1980. one. A ghost story almost always has to have the title The at the beginning. I noticed <laughs> that. Like a shit ton of them. Yeah. They all have The. And rule number two, it should make you want to cry by the end of it for the most part. Yeah. It has to be a tragedy. Well, Ch- that's kind Changeling of like, is a classic, though. I feel like that's kind of like built in... <laughs> built in with ghosts though i mean it, it, ghosts are unfinished business yeah i mean they yeah usually there's some kind of tragedy or tragic thing tying them back to the world and it that's is. always a thing that they tend to explore in these films and i might change number two on this list on the fly too because i forgot to include one of the best ones talking about tragedy but we'll talk about it yeah we'll maybe do like a we'll do like a number zero how about okay. that yeah we can do that yeah but yeah changeling Check it out. It's from the 80s. In a decade of slashers, this was a highlight. Number three. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. The How could Ghostbusters not? Yeah, yeah. The original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the, uh, the one that came out, uh, the all-female cast, the original one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and then yeah. they made the then they made the sequel Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? Exactly. Which I will say, not a bad movie. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Not a bad movie. But we're talking about the original. And the and, thing and I the love about one. this, this is a family friendly ghost movie that actually had some scary parts. Definitely. Yeah. I remember watching it as a kid and being and when, you know, Zool comes out and uh, the demon dog and everything else, like. Well, there is no Dana. Only Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the key master? Oh, I'm the key master, bitch. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's this was a great mix of again, you know, comedy with some of the scare factor. Yeah, we got some of the, arguably one of the most iconic ghosts of all time, Slimer. Yep. And it's just great. You get to see all the ghosts and ghouls and how they take care of them. And it's not going to go over the top and scare you. Yeah. And it is one of the most iconic films of all time. And Sigourney Weaver as Zool is a treasure to be had. Yes. Um, also, the effects still hold up better than the one we don't talk about. The middle Ghostbusters, I like to call it. The all-female cast one. That was nothing but the same CGI over and over. I still think Slimer and the Puff Man looked better in Stay the original. Puff. Stay Puff Man looked better in the original than the new ones did. Yeah, there's. I feel like back in the day, they almost had because you know computer animation was still so limited that yeah. they used it much more sparingly, and I think that helps some of those things kind of stand the test of time better. Right. Because when you look at when you look at like early CGI, it's bad. Like yeah. the, the one I always go back to when I think of early CGI in a film, and I always laugh to this day. I want to say it's it's either Blade Two or Blade. Th- I think it's Blade Three, Trinity. Yeah. And at one point, there's a scene where he's hopping around like oh, warehouses Lord. with other yeah. vampires, and it looks so bad. You got that right. And it so does. fake. Like <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I literally stumbled across, it was, like, playing on something like Stars or something. I'm like, I haven't seen this in over a decade. Good God. And I'm watching it, like, oh, my God, these special effects are terrible. Yeah. But then you look at something like this, and it's like, it still looks good. Yeah. Stands up. And then you look at Jurassic Park, who used half CGI, and 
you would never great. be able to tell, you know? Yeah, it looks fantastic. It's all about how you use it, I guess. But yeah, Ghostbusters is a fucking classic, man. All right, so we're going to skip number two <laughs> yeah. and go straight to number one. I put this at number two. If it was my own personal list, this would have been a little higher up the list. But because it left Ed with PTSD and he hasn't been able to turn on horror movie since, I had to put it at number two. The Ring. American version. I know a yeah. lot of people love the original. It's actually PTRD, post-traumatic ring disorder. <laughs> yeah. Like Ed, I saw this in the theater, and it freaked me the fuck out, and it was one scene, one scene only, where I was like, wow. Was it the shower scene? No. The shower scene freaked me out a lot. The closet like, oh, scene. She's like pulling it all out oh, of her. Oh, yeah, no. The, the closet clo- oh, scene the, where the, the door uh, opens. and she's like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That freaked me out. Oh, I got goosebumps. The old lady next to me laughed at us because we jumped out of our seats so high. <laughs> it was effective, man. It was just an effective fucking ghost movie. So I think the thing that ruined me was like, because you know me, like if, if you go back and Randos, you've been listening, you know, I don't do scary movies, but back in the day I did. And I've seen a lot of the classics, like the old school slashers. Like I've seen, you know, all the Halloweens, the... <laughs> Yeah, Night, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Streets, the Friday the Thirteenth. I've I've seen all that shit. So and I watched you know and Scream. Like I love Scream. So I realized like slashers. I don't have a problem with right. It's it's this like it's the supernatural, the supernatural psychological. For whatever reason, this movie fucking broke. So me. I would argue that at least mainstream, this was one of the more like realistic horror has taken a step up in scares kind of movie um off the top of my head i'm sure there's more that came before this but this one was like one of the first in a long time where the trailers said this movie will scare you to death you know and i think that has a big part to play in it because it was a whole different style of like an american movie being made that scared the fuck out of you Seven days. yeah right and i i yeah, I can't say enough about it, you know. And I mean, and it technically wasn't. It was a it was an adaption of the Japanese movie, yeah. which was Ring You. Exactly, and, and that's even scarier. Yeah, and, yeah. But it, yeah, because it was Japanese, wasn't nearly as popular. But this is a remake. I would put at the very top of one of my remake lists because they did a good job. Absolutely, it's not looked on as well anymore in the horror community, but I think it still deserves the respect it should and be I, given. Don't get me wrong; even though it scared the shit out of me, I still thought it was a brilliant film. Yeah, I really liked the movie. I will never watch it again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel so bad for that uh, that poor movie theater attendant that had to clean up my piss stain. Oh my god, on dude. the chair. Yep, <laughs> I know you're not lying either. <laughs> I know it. The way you've told me your story about it, I guarantee there was a little trick trickle at least. All right, let's talk about our number one, and I'll give you kind of a 1A, 1B, because you said you had something else kind of waiting in the wings. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that one first before we do this one? Sure, or? let's do that. I missed The Others with Nicole Kidman. Oh, man, yeah. Um, it's, That's a great film. Yeah, it is. I don't know why it didn't pop up, why I didn't just remember to put it on here but another wicked depressing film again too. very depressing very uh twisty turny and very well acted was that Shyamalan Shyamalan a ding dong yeah I think it was because it had it had the twist one of the actual times he actually did a good job with a movie 
Yeah, one of the I, few times. I, I the first time I saw this, I saw this in theaters too. Yeah, I did. I didn't see the twist coming. I, I, I and actually, I I don't know why it was just like I'm usually pretty say, good with that shit. I think but. I did, but I also saw it on video, and I just remember hearing like, "Oh, the twist! Oh, the twist!" I put two and two together and was like, "Okay, that's probably what's happening." But back then, we didn't have a lot of movies with twists like that, so. But yeah, it follows it obviously new. Nicole Kidman and her. I think it's two children. Two, yep. And they're in a uh, perceivably haunted house. Yeah, and they can't. Uh, the sk- the kids have a disease in which sunlight hurts them. Yeah, it can kill them. So they have to stay in a dark, creepy mansion the whole time. Yeah, you know? and uh, yeah, I mean, if you can't predict the twist by now, I guess <laughs> go and watch it and enjoy. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is. It's amazing if i had to really like put it in this list it'd be top five for sure well let's talk about our number one and and i agree i mean this, this is yeah it's but it might be a given it's almost a given but like talking about ghost stories and horror movies you might not think so the sixth sense is damn near perfect as a ghost movie i think i think the I think the reason too we had to rank it so high. I mean, it almost transcends being a ghost movie. Yeah, it's just it. It is one of, in my opinion, one of the greatest movies of all time. And to call it a horror, I don't even know if I would strictly call it horror, even though being a ghost story. Yeah, it's it's not. It's like and don't get thriller. me wrong. Like it has some horrifying parts. And oh Haley, my god! Yeah, Haley Joel Osment nailed this role i couldn't take a piss for a week in the middle of the night after this oh movie. when he's like he's got to go so bad yeah, he doesn't want to indian kid with the axe in his head or am i thinking 13 ghosts whatever he sees one of them no ghosts the kid was, great one too. the kid was shot that's what it was i think either way i every time i if i couldn't hold it anymore i ran faster than hell trying to get to the toilet after this movie yeah, the and the the scene that like broke me too was uh, when he's at the party mm. and they lock him in the attic after oh he hears the God, voices because yeah. he knows there's a bad ghost in there. Oh yeah, and dude. he's blood curling screams and he's locked and the mom can't get in. Before M- Haley Joel Osment turned into yeah whatever it was whatever he, he is into. now, he was good and uh, obviously the I see dead people. Oh yeah. The, uh, one of the most iconic scenes ever. Bruce and obviously Willis, Bruce, Bruce Willis was amazing. awesome yep. in it. Before he turned into a B actor. Just, I can't. I don't have a complaint about the film. No. If you asked me to tell you something bad about this movie, I couldn't. And I mean, this This is, we talked about M. Night Shyamalan and his twists. Yeah. This was, this was what became, this, this is what, this is the film that made him known to the world. Right. I mean, this this was one of the biggest twists in movies ever. It was done so done well. very well. Extremely yeah. well. And it, you know, rarely does a movie make you say, holy shit, I need to go back and immediately rewatch yep. it. This is one of the ones that after you, oh my God. And you get the, you get the chills so bad, which is also happening in the film. Yeah. I highly doubt there is more than a handful of humans on this planet that predicted that twist that it was handled that good yes yeah. so yeah i mean between how well it was directed how well it was acted and the fact that it could actually really scare you without being a full-blown horror film was a feat of all its own yeah all right cool that's our top 10 list we had a couple honorable mentions so obviously the shining 
For sure. Uh, is a I just absolute, didn't think that, like, you know. It's not. It's not strictly, I, I don't think of, like, ghosts. Yeah. Like, paranormal. I, obviously. It is. A lot of that's going on in it. But it's more like a play on mental illness yeah. and like family drama. So yeah, I, I felt like leaving it out. Uh, 13 ghosts, which you love quick, that one. Love, that, love that one. I wanted to put it in here, but Tony salute while great. It, I don't think it matches up to the impact of all the other ones. I mean, you had fright, uh, the frighteners. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With, um, Jamie, what's his face? No, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, Michael yeah. J. Fox. I was like, Jamie. I'm I like, always call him Jamie? Jamie, Jamie J. Fox, whatever. Jamie J. Fox. Jamie J. Uh, and uh, Beetlejuice, obviously. I thought about it. You know, again, more of comedic. Yeah. But still still had some creepy, scary parts. Some, it was more about the dead than ghosts, if that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so it, a classic, but... Uh, what else do we have? The Conjuring. Oh, it's great. That was yeah. what I wanted to put on here because while it, shit. Everyone said, a lot of people say it's overrated. No, fuck you. That movie was another one in a long line of, we haven't had a movie that scared us in a long time. This one did. Yep. Yeah. The second one was even better in my opinion. And uh, yeah, that's all of them. Any new like uh, any new ghost films or paranormal shit on the horizon you've been following that might be coming out? Yes, we can recommend to people. Oh wait, no, not off the top of my head. I was gonna say Megan. That's not a ghost story though. That's an AI. Dude, I <laughs> saw the trailer. I kind of want to go see that. It's gonna be creepy as fuck, dude. Like, James Wan is good at doing that. Yeah. Like, and what is with the dance? It's yeah. It, it, if you ha there's a movie called Malignant that James Wan just did. If you've seen that, you know what it's about. It he's really into this weird like body movement slash surrealism thing right now. Yeah, and this is going to play perfectly on that. And that's what creeped me out. And Randos, if you have not seen the trailer for Megan, it's Megan with a three for the E. Yeah, in the beginning, but. It's pretty much almost like a modern day Chucky in a way. Kind of. Where it's an AI life-size girl doll. Except she's uh, she's made to protect the child and befriend yeah. the child. Um, and she takes her job a little too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But dude, some of like just the movements of the actress well, in the trailer, it's so uncanny valley. Yeah. It makes your skin crawl. The faces, and they obviously use a tiny adult. Because oh, there's course. no way like a girl can move like that. There's one scene where she's chasing a bully through the woods. Oh and yeah. She starts running and all of a sudden she's like Yeah. She goes down fours. on all fours. I was like, okay, I just shit myself. Yeah. Thank you. That's on the horizon. Yeah. Uh Halloween ends, avoid at all fucking costs. Never see that movie. We alright, so obviously we're we're running uh, a little long here. Yeah. We're gonna end this episode soon, yes. but I feel like we do need to get a Halloween ends recap. Okay. At some point. Um, we do. Yeah. I will sum it up in like three words. Will that work for right now? Sure. No Michael Myers. A love story. And weak Michael Myers when we do get him. Ah, oh, lame. It's fucking pathetic. Terrible way to end the franchise. <laughs> Fucked us, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randos, thank you for tuning in as always. Fandom at random.com. If you want to follow, like, listen, we'd really appreciate it. Give us a quick review. It helps us out. Yes. Spread the word. 
Phantom Fright Fest like continues I mean, next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess, yeah, it's a good analogy. It is. The gift that keeps on giving, just like us. All right, we'll be back. Later. Later. <laughs>